entrance of thy word giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Welcome to the Bishop Francis podcast. Bishop Francis is the pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Lily of the Valley Cathedral, Teshin, Laskana. May you experience a supernatural encounter and be anointed as you listen to transformative preaching, insightful revelations, and down-to-earth teaching by the servant of the Lord, Bishop Francis Philip Asamoah. This message will revive, restore, and refresh as you receive God's word through Bishop Francis. Please do not forget to subscribe to his podcast channel to receive new messages. God bless you and enjoy the message. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will be with us. May your word change our lives forever in the name of Jesus. And shall we all say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Happy New Year once again. Amen. All right. Turn to your neighbor and say, Happy New Year. Turn to another neighbor and say, Happy New Year. Are you blessed to be here? Amen. Beautiful. Good. We want to start a new series today. Amen. Beautiful. Now, if you've not written your covenant and put it, well, the tree is now gone, but then you can still come and put it on the stage. Amen. Uh, if you've not done so already, because at a point we are going to pray over all the covenants that have been given. Amen. Beautiful. Let us turn our Bibles to Haggai chapter 1 and we want to start reading from verse number 2. Can we read it together? Is it on the board yet? Okay. Is it coming? Haggai chapter 1 verse 2. Haggai chapter 1 verse 2. All right. Can we read it together? Ready? Go. Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts. Hey. Haggai 1 verse 2. Okay. Is that 1 verse 2? Ready? Go. Thus says the Lord of hosts, These people say, The time is not yet come that the Lord's house should be built. Hey! I like this one. Can we read it again? Ready? Go. had ordered for it to be done 18 years ago. Is that not interesting? I hadn't read verse 2 from the Amplified. But anyway, let's continue to verse number 3. Then came the word of the Lord to the prophet saying, verse 4, Is it time for you, for yourselves, to dwell in your, what? Paneled houses while this house of the Lord lies in ruins? Verse 5. Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways and set your mind on what has come to you. Wow. Amen. In the New Amplified, verse 5 says, Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways and thoughtfully reflect on your conduct. Hallelujah. Amen. And then it goes on, you have 
uh, drunk, but you are not full, you have eaten um, and don't have enough, and then all that. Hallelujah. Now, uh, I'm starting to talk about the art of leadership. Amen. All right. Now, you see that he said that the King Cyrus had given a commandment that the house should be built 18 years ago. Is that not so? 18 what? Uh -huh. Now, the house of the Lord uh, is basically in two parts. We have the house of the Lord that is a building like this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then we have the house of the Lord as you. Amen. So the Bible says that know ye not that ye are the temple of the living God and that the spirit of God dwells where? In you. Hallelujah. So when we say the house of the Lord, you see, as much as it refers to, let's say, a building, it also refers to you as a person. Hallelujah. So the question God is asking, he's not only asking concerning the house like this. Amen. You see that like we are building the house or we need to fill the house of the Lord. We need people to come to church and then all that. Then we have you also, which must be built up. Do you understand what I'm saying? You as a person, you need to be built up. Hallelujah. And he's saying that this house is lying waste. And even though many of us, we got born again some time ago. But you will notice that you are not built up in a certain way. Hallelujah. So you see that God is drawing our attention to something. Are you here with me? Amen. Now, then in verse 5, it says that what? Consider your ways. Hallelujah. You see, and consider your ways. That's number what? 5 and chapter, chapter 1, verse 5, and then chapter 1, verse 7. These are two verses we are going to talk a lot about uh, in these few weeks. Considering your ways, and then in the new, as it says, and thoughtfully reflect on your conduct. Hallelujah. Now, what does it mean to consider your ways? What it means to consider your ways is to look at where you are and how have I come to be here? Amen. If I'm where I'm standing, how have I come to be here? Hallelujah. If I put my hand in my pocket and only three CDs comes out, how have I come to a place where only three CDs comes out of my pocket? Are you understanding the message? Those of you who are in school, when your terminal report comes and you see that English 31.5 Mass 49.2 how have you come to be there? Amen. Give me a wave if you are here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So you notice that when you consider these things, you will discover that there are certain things that have led to where I am. Amen. All right. Now, we live in an environment where when something is going wrong, the moment something is going, oh, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, the, the witches in my house are very strong. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah. And we deal with witches all the time. In fact, once we are here on earth, there will be witches, there will be wizards, there will be devils, there will be demons, there will be people who don't like you. Uh, there will be people who hate you. There will be adversaries. You see, once we live in this world, all these um, elements are here with us. Darkness is with us. Light is with us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And all of us, we can't run away from the fact that all these things operate around us. Amen. Good. 
And even those who are not Christians, the same demons operate around them. But you will notice that based on how you do certain things, you can arrive somewhere. Hallelujah. And I'm preaching what I'm preaching because I believe that all of us, we can arrive somewhere. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. We can all what? Arrive somewhere. Amen. Good. So when the Bible tells us that, consider your ways. It means, look, look, look around you. Why is what is happening around me happening? Amen. Why is it that instead of 100 CDs, I have only two CDs? Why is it that instead of getting A, I got E? Amen. Why is it that I'm more beautiful than this girl, but this girl rather has found a husband and I don't have a husband. Why? You see, I'm saying consider what? Your ways. Why is it that maybe I am poor? Maybe that person is rich. You get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So, you come to a point where you look around you and you consider your ways. Amen. You think about why have I come to where I am? Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. So, for example, in the first service, we were looking at a lady. Okay? There are four handsome gentlemen. It's like, sister, choose one. This one is too short. This one, too old. This one, too skinny. This one, too big. This one, the suit is too blue. I don't like men who wear bow tie. This one, it doesn't look like he has money. This one, and I go, we don't want. You see, there's always something. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, so, as we've gone down the line, then you come and then you say that, oh, prophet, pray for me. No, no man is coming. Do you see? You need to consider your ways because... We've passed through like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven men. But all of them, there is something that disqualifies them. So what has brought you to the place of singleness? You have to think through when you consider your ways. You realize that I'm single because this one was too what? Too short. This one was too old. This one was too skinny. This one was too big. This one was too blue. I don't like people in bow tie. This one doesn't have a car. And when you consider those your ways, then you begin to see why you are still not at the place you want to be. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. When you look at your terminal report, and maybe at the end they've written repeat, what has brought us to this place? Amen. Uh, me, I've repeated before. I've repeated school before. I was in Form 2. I was supposed to go to Form 3. And then, my average was, those days it was 45. And I got 44.4, something like that. And then, I didn't get booster. Are you listening to me? The young ones, are you listening to me? Uh-huh. Those of you who are still in school. You know, so, unfortunately for me, they wrote promoted. So, I was... And when I looked at it, they said, I'm promoted. So I went to sit in Form 3. So I was in the Form 3 classroom when the headmaster came round. This is Opoku Wari Secondary School I'm talking about. So I'm sitting in Form 3. Are you listening to my story? Are you listening to my story? So as I was in the class taking notes and things like that, we, we are all in Form 3. Then I saw the assistant... Uh, headmaster or headmistress or whatever come. Then he said, uh, there are some people who are not supposed to be in this class. So, as for me, my report says I'm promoted, so I don't have a problem. So, then they started mentioning the names, and then he looked and said, ah, uh, Francis Asama, what are you doing here? You, you are not supposed to be in this class. I said, ah, but my report says promoted. No, 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 you are 
you are supposed to be in form two, so pack your bags and get out. Then the whole class, hey! And I was in boarding house too. So I carried my bags and went to class. But I taught my report. So after that day, after the class or after school, I took my report and I went to the headmaster's office. Ah, look here, it says promoted. So how come you've come to remove me from the class? So he looked at the report. Ah, oh, you, you, you should have gotten 45 as your average. You got 44.4. So then he took his red pen and he canceled the promoted and he wrote repeat. <laughs> Somebody say, ooh. So, all right, accepted. So now that I'm supposed to be a senior in Form 3, I'm back in Form 2. So when I got back to the dormitory, they started treating me like I'm still in Form 2. But you see, what you have to ask yourself is, consider your ways. How come you got 44.4 and not 62.3 or 77.5? Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So when I sat down and I considered my ways, then I noticed that I have to get richer marks. If I get richer marks, nobody will cancel my promotion and tell me to repeat are you here with me? That was the last time I repeated. Well, I consider I was a Christian. I was a Christian. I was in SU, everything. But that was the last time I was repeated. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So when we say consider your ways, you know, you have to look around you. You will see that, oh, this economics that I got 45, the truth is that I didn't learn. I didn't learn well. Maybe I didn't understand it. Maybe I need help. Somebody has to explain something or something. Are, are you here with me? That, that's where it's from. And that's why I'm trying to teach you here that there's a certain wisdom you need so that you can progress in life. That's what we are talking about here. Because sometimes we just look at it and say, oh, every fear, every fear, every woo, it's from you. It's from you. That is why when God sent a message, you see, it's God doesn't send prophets only to mention your bank account number or your passport number. But he also sent a prophet to say, consider your ways. He didn't say consider your house. He didn't say consider your grandmother. Uh, that your grandmother in the village. No, but he said what? Consider your ways. Amen. Hey, consider your ways. Are you poor? Why are you poor? Do you save? Or do you chop everything? If you don't consider your ways, you may not understand why you are poor. Amen. And that's what we are talking about today. That we need to consider our ways. In the first service, I'll say that if you're a pastor, you have only four members. What does it mean? What does it mean? Do you do evangelism? Do you do outreach? In this church, we've started a third service with new people. Yeah, new people. We used to have only this service. We have a first service now. In the first service, there were what, 60, 68? 69 people came for first service. A new service. We started another service. That one too will come after this service. So if you're a pastor and you have four members, what does it mean? Hallelujah. You see that there's a blessing that will only come to you through what? Working hard. If you don't work hard, there's no way that blessing will come to you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, um, I want you to understand today that when you look around you and you see that things are not going the way you want it to go, the first thing you need to do is to consider your ways. Before you start pointing at, uh, my, my father didn't look, take care of me. 
my, my mother didn't take care of me. Or because it's my stepmother, she's taking care of her children and it's not. You see, before you say all those things, I'm not saying some of them are not true. But what I'm saying to you is that if you will consider your ways, you will realize that the main problem starts with you. We are about to talk about the art of leadership, okay? And what I'm trying to show you is that leadership starts by you leading yourself, all right? Now, I'm going to teach you to lead yourself, and then you start to lead others. Now, traditionally, we feel that when we talk about leadership, we are talking about the president or the pastor or the shepherd. They are the leaders. We are not leaders, you know. But everybody, you are a leader of something. And if you are not a leader at all, you at least you are a leader of yourself. Amen. Are you here with me? Somebody clap for Jesus. You may be staying with your parents, but you are still a leader of yourself. Amen. Amen. In the first service, I asked them a question, and I think I'll ask that question in this service as well. Now, if we close from this service, and then I say, sit in my car, I'm going with you to your house. When we get to the house, what will be going on in your mind? Would you feel that, hey, the way I've left the house, I, if, if I could find a way for Bishop to hold on so that I pass a corner and go and sort out the house before all, will you will be able to enter your house the moment we arrive. How, how many of you will be able to enter the moment we arrive? Give me a wave. I'm sure there are people like that. Okay, so we have a few of those. Now, what's the, the other group, how many of you are also here is that when we arrive, you say, Bishop, hold on, uh, and then you run inside and then you go and do one or two and then when, we fin when you finish, then you come, Bishop, now you can come inside. Give me a wave. I also hear. Hey. No, I don't think you are being honest. Amen. So I'm going to ask again. When, we are, when I'm coming to your room today after service, the way you left your room before you came to church, when we get there, will you open your door and say, Bishop, come in? Uh, they didn't understand the first. Uh -huh. How many will say, Bishop, come in? It's like when you left, the way you left the room and you came to church, you've polished and come to church. When we, are go, when we go back and then it's the way we get, you open it, oh, Bishop, come and sit down. How many? Can we enter your room? We can't enter. I can enter. It's in order. How many we can't enter your room? I see a hand there. I see a few hands. There. Many people are not being on there. Oh, Mr. Baker, I can enter your room. <laughs> I, you can, I can enter Mr. Baker's room. I've been to his house. Surprise. All my visits are surprised. When I, when I wake up, it's that, oh, wait, wait, oh, come in. Oh, come in. Yes. So I know some people, when they will just say, come in. But I'm saying that there's also another group. Even how you left your room when you were coming to church, we can't enter there unless you go and sort out the room. How many need to sort out your room before we can enter? Uh -huh. I see, you see, there are some honest people, but here, I'm not seeing the honest people here. <laughs> Amen. Yes. So when you get home, and then you, you enter your room. Consider your ways. Where? 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 Are you here? Uh, it looks like you are not here today. You don't like my preaching today. Eh? Consider what? Your room. Amen. Because you discover that there is a cup with dried gary hiding in a corner. We are likely to see one or two cockroaches feeling free in your absence. When you open the door, they are going to hide. What, what I'm saying, is it practical? We are likely to see some clothes which are not in the right place. What do you think? It's like the shirt is here, the trousers is here, the skirt is there, 
the, the towel has been left on the bed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So what we are saying is that leadership starts by doing what? Leading yourself. Amen. Amen. So the first step of leadership for most of you is that today when you get home, tidy your room. When you finish tidying your room, then you clap for yourself and tell yourself that I'm becoming a leader. You will do that. Okay, I have one man of God. He said he will do that. When you tidy your room, when you finish, you just look at the room. You yourself, you'll be happy. Amen. You'll be happy. John, is that what I'm saying? You'll be happy when you tidy the place. So, some of you, eh? You, you have to wash the clothes. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to do what? Wash the clothes. You see that? You see that here you can breathe. How many have noticed that when you enter your room, you can't breathe, but you don't have a choice? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember a few days ago, I went to my son's room. I told my son, you know something? Open the window, draw the curtain so air can pass through the room. <laughs> That's what I told my son. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, consider your ways. Is it a good preaching? I know it's a good preaching. It's a good preaching. Amen. Consider your ways. Hallelujah. You, you have to see that it begins with you. You see, sometimes we Ghanaians, we are used to criticizing people. We like talking about people. Eh, the president hasn't done this. The president hasn't done that. The president, the president, our politicians, this and that. It is true. But what do you do? And how different do you become when you become the new president or politician or whatever it is that you are talking about? Amen. So as a church... We are all together going to what? Lead ourselves. Amen. Yeah. You know, the girls, are you here? You see, you have to lead yourself by putting a good hairstyle on your head. You see, we can look at your hairstyle and we can determine your leadership skills by just looking at the hairstyle. Amen. Are you there with me? How many are going to consider their ways from today? So the first assignment is consider your room. Amen. If you were a brother, and let's say that you are interested in a lady, maybe the lady is coming to visit you. If the lady arrives, how will your room be? Charlie, people are worried. How many are worried by my question? Are you worried? Give me a wave. They don't want to raise their hands. <laughs> they are worried by the question. One day, I went to visit somebody. I, I went with Peter. Now, as we, got, as we got to this house, these are people who come to church. Hey! So we drove to this place. I, I think I almost even damaged my car when I went to that place. Oh, so when we got there, these two people that we've come to visit, a, a mother and a daughter. So we got down from the car. And then as we got down, they said, this is the door to the house. So as we got down, oh, we've come. So we are entering the house. So as we were entering the house, do you know what happened? When the door opened, Reverend Sammy, please come. When the door, so this is the door, enter the house. Oh, good afternoon, Pastor. So, so, please have a seat. Have a seat right here. Hey! Do, do, do you understand my illustration? Or you didn't see? Hey! Mercy! Uh, did you see my illustration over here? Did you see? Okay, let's, let's go up and do it properly so that they can see. 
you know, so just, just go get down from your car and then come towards the door. So it's like, uh, oh, pastor, oh, please, you are welcome. Then I enter the house and, oh, you are welcome. <laughs> please sit here. So, <laughs> so when we sat down, it's like, ah, but is that not the house? And then they brought, then it started to rain. So as it started to rain, I thought that, so oh, let us go in. No, no, no. We, we sat in the rain. And we sat in the rain. Said, ah, can't we? It's, it's, no, let's sit here. And we sat outside and the rain beat us. We finished the visitation. What saved us is when we got back into our car. That is how we were saved. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you realize that the room is not in order. So you can't enter. So when the lady considered her ways, she realized that visitation can't happen here. So let us outside is better. Amen. That's why I'm saying that. Let's start by what? Considering your room. Somebody clap for Jesus. When you look at different aspects of your life, let's say financial, how can you sell granite and be rich? Can you sell granite and get Mercedes Benz? The person who sells granite and buys Mercedes Benz he has a whole lot of granite sellers. You go and collect everything and export. And then he'll get the money. He'll bring them small, small, small. He may, but you the one who is farming the granite. You are not likely to buy Mercedes-Benz. Hallelujah. You see, I'm trying to teach you something eh, that if you will believe it, eh, you'll prosper. Hmm? you what? All right. What do you think? The rain is beating you in. Oh. I hope when I come to your house, the rain will not beat me. Hallelujah. Is it an interesting story? Yeah. You can't enter the room. There are other places when you go, when you arrive, they have to take a broom. Your arrival... Brings a broom. You have to take a broom and begin to sweep and clean. If they don't clean, you can't get somewhere to sit. Okay? But all I'm trying to show you is that is, is the way we lead ourselves. Because when you are there alone by yourself, it's okay. The place is not swept, but it's okay. The chairs are dirty, but it's okay. Do you understand? And I'm telling you that you are leading yourself in a bad way. Some of you, you don't brush your teeth in the morning. No. It's like when you are going out, then you brush your teeth. So the discipline that I've woken up, brush my teeth, take my bath. No, you see what has triggered the bathing is the fact that you have to go out. Hey. What do you think? Yes. That's why we are learning the art of leadership. And that's why I was saying that the leadership, it begins by what? Leading yourself. Somebody clap for Jesus. One day, I went to do medical examination. Eh? Consider your ways. When they checked my blood pressure, it was going through the roof. I don't remember what it was. It was 170-something, 130-something. Hey! If those of you who know those things, you know that it's not a good... Ah, when they checked my blood sugar, when they checked blood sugar, it's like borderline diabetes. It's like you are, You see, it's like Ghana and Togo. You are on the border going to Togo. But the thing is that healthy is on this side of the border. Diabetes is at the other side. And you're on the borderline between healthy and diabetes. Yes! 
Then when they check my liver, my liver, my liver has become enlarged. Hey! Almost everything they checked, there was a problem. Meanwhile, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor preaching in my church, miracles, and then all that. Not knowing that the anointed pastor is about to drop dead. And I didn't know. So when this report came, this is not good, that is not good, this one, you are almost dead, this, that, hey! I had to stand still and do what? Consider my ways. So then I noticed that, uh, pastor, you are anointed, but you can't drink Coca-Cola anymore. So Coca-Cola, out. This, out. Hey! Because I was dying. And when I considered my ways, because after church, I have meetings. There's no time to eat whatever. You just take coke and then you are moving. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you are hungry, small child, just give me some piece of chicken. You just chew it and then you are moving. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't like banana. You don't like apple. You don't like uh, what? Orange. I mean, you are just moving. Uh, uh, is this, what is it? Chips. Give me some chips. Give me some chips and then, Charlie, we are moving. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you are just going and coming. And said that because of the anointing, we don't fall sick. Not knowing you are about to die. Am I getting somebody's attention now? Uh-huh. So, I was anointed, but I had to consider my ways. Let me tell you this. The Bible says Jesus Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. You see that Jesus Christ is not only power. He's also wisdom. He's not only power, he's also wisdom. So that is why as a Christian, you must learn to apply both the power and the wisdom. And today, we are more on the wisdom side of things. Amen. Oh yes. I had people have prayed for that their diseases had gone away. But I was about to die from a number of diseases. And what saved me was when I considered my ways. In that same year, I almost had an accident. Because I had fallen asleep. I was driving and I fell asleep. When I considered my ways, I noticed that by the time you set off that you are going, you are too tired. So either you drink coffee before you start or you sleep before you start. Because I was about to kill myself on the road. You just said, oh, uh, Bishop Francis came to church. He was going home and then he had an accident. He's gone under some articulator. But I think when you consider your ways, you are asleep. That's why you went under the articulator. Are you learning something today? That's why those of us who are in school, I'm telling you that when you look at the marks, don't say the teacher doesn't like me. Consider your ways. You will notice that you did not study hard for that particular subject. Even that subject, you don't like it. So you don't study it. If you will consider your ways, are you here with me? If you consider your ways. That's what we are trying to show you here today. Amen. And you see, if the Bible says, consider your ways, there, there, there is no prophet that can tell you that if you don't consider your ways, this problem will be solved. That is why God said, he said, through the prophet, Haggai, he said, he's called Haggai. The pro, he said, that, look, today, um, uh, prophet Haggai, I'm not giving you somebody's phone number. I'm not sending you to somebody's village. Go and tell my people, they should consider their ways. Reaching good. Amen. He says, you have planted much, but you harvest little. How come I'm working hard, but I have little? How come? Let's put it this way. How many have gone to shop right before? Give me a wave. You've all gone to shop right before, at least. Have you noticed that when you, and when you go to shop right, you see like you enter all the stores to look around. Is it not so? Uh, so you enter maybe a game. And then when you look at the flat screen, oh, the flat screen is not ASA. Hey, 5,000. Mean to me. Then you just move on. And then, oh, you see uh, home theater. Home theater ASA. Thousand to mean to me, and then you move on. Wouldn't it be? Yeah, call shop right and call talk toffee. No one's woman who say you're baby. Am I talking to somebody here? Yes. 
So you go and buy some toffee and then some McVitie's digestive biscuit or what? Then, then you take, you, you, you do like this, then you do like, you take a picture that, oh, I'm in London. I'm in London. Meanwhile, you spend just five CDs. Do you understand what I'm saying? I want to move you to a place where when you enter game, you say, uh, do you work here? I, I want this one. Then you say, it's 11 us. Oh yes, I know. Take that one for me. I want you to come to a place where when you enter such a shop, you say this one. I want this one. Take it for me. That is what this preaching is about. Very practical. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Because when you go, you go around all the, sh the even shoe you can't buy it there. So you just go to shop right, you find some one toffee or one box of tea, and then when you buy, you say, Oh, I went to shop right. Oh, as for tea, dear, even at that your shop behind your house, you can buy tea. Are you here with me? Yeah. So if you lead yourself a certain way, you get to a point where when you enter such a place, you can buy things. You can buy things. You can buy things. I want you to be that person. I said, I want you to be that person. I want you to be that person. Are you here with me? Uh -huh. when, when, when you become that person, remember that we, we started from here. Before you also realize that there's another church somewhere which my type of people are there. Which type were you before? <laughs> You, you, you've forgotten the type you were. You couldn't go there because you felt you were not their type. Now that we've led you to be a certain, you've now discovered that there's another type of church. Amen. Because I believe you'll prosper. Yeah. Some of you, between now and June, you'll see a difference in your life. Yes, between now and June. I said between now and June, you will see a difference in your life. Uh -huh. When you see that difference, remember. Uh, consider your ways and remember how from January to June you've come to where you are. Are you here with me? Yeah. Lift up your right and say, I will lead myself. I will lead myself. Say, I'm going to start with my room. Today, when I get home, me and my room, <laughs> it won't be easy in the room. Somebody give the Lord a shout. <laughs> the rain is still beating the mercy. But my room is in a mess. I can't sense so you see. Because the way, the way I'm looking, if you see my room, you realize that no, 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 this, this person has this. So you see, if you sit outside, you have a better impression. One day, <laughs> my parents traveled to a certain region that I'll not mention. It was a region. They, they, they went to visit a relative or something like that. So when they went, when you look at the relative, when the relative, you can see that this is a very VIP sort of person the shoe, the dressing, you can see that he's a very mighty person. Then they went to the home. When they got to the home, they were confused because the home and the person, it, it, it doesn't match. But you see, if we come right here, we will notice that you two, your dressing and your home doesn't match. Draw of us. Yes. Not even your home, your room. Your room. <laughs> Amen. But if you will lead yourself. I said what? The room will become better. If you lead yourself. You move from 41 to 62. If you lead yourself. If you lead yourself. Instead of five CDs. You will notice that now I have 40 CDs. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Are you there? Don't worry, I've almost finished for today. Two types of leadership you must avoid. Next week, we will start looking at the leadership style of a child. You will learn a lot. Amen? Amen. Yeah. 
So the first type of leadership that you should avoid is the leadership style of a child. Amen? Yes. It must be what? Avoided. I live with children. I have three children in my house. Depending on the age, they have how they behave. Amen. Hey, it's not easy. When you have a baby in the house, what is the sign of a baby? I went to visit somebody yesterday and um, I was carrying one of the babies. When it was time to poo-poo, the baby didn't say, I want to go to, no. Immediately, I just said, now the baby has finished. So I said, I just said, Madam, I think your baby has done so. When he went to check, the baby has pooped fully. And then these were twins. Then I collected the next one. The next one, when he came, now after some time, he also did it. Then now I have to also hand over that one. You see? So you notice that if a baby is in charge, what will happen? There will be poopoo everywhere and you will not clean it. In fact, the first baby, when he poopoo for some time, I say, oh, let me just continue to hold. Then I point, the baby started crying. Because you see that when you poopoo, it begins to irritate your skin. So it's like as the baby was there, you have poopooed. I didn't poopoo, but now you are complaining. Amen. But that is all the leadership the child can provide. That is why we don't put a baby in charge of the country. Because you poo poo and cry, and you call, you see, when they said that their economy is down, you say, yeah, yeah, mommy, mommy, my economy is down. It's like, but who is the president? Is your mother who is the president or you are the president? Amen. I'm trying to show you that when a child is in charge, is in charge it's not easy. Amen. Turn your Bible to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Let's read something there. Isaiah chapter 3. Chapter 3 verse 12. It says, As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err, and destroy the way of thy paths. Amen. 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 What do you think? If you send your child to the kitchen, what will happen in the kitchen? Disaster. One day, my son, my firstborn went to the kitchen. We were in Nigeria then. Not knowing, he was playing with the stove. And I didn't know. Because to the child, the stove is a toy. Do you get it? So not knowing he had opened the gas. My wife was not around. So I said, oh, let me go and do some lunch for the children. So I took matches. Then sucked the when I did that. My, my, my arms roasted. I was, I was smelling like a roasted goat. Got all my hair, all my hair got bent. Because there was, there, it's like, boom, like that. So when I saw that, I saw that thing was on. Then I looked at my, my boy. It's like, you can't beat him. You can't do anything. Because it's like... <laughs> They all exactly, you know, this thing, don't touch it again. Eh? Yes, daddy. That's all you can say. So you see that when a child begins to control certain things, you can imagine what happens. That is why you don't want the child to be a leader. Hallelujah. Why are we looking at the leadership style of a child? Because sometimes we, the adults, we behave like children. Amen. In the first service, I told them, when you hear me singing, what? You see? You don't just get up and miraculously you have a voice. There's hard work to be done. There's what? To be done. How many are going to work hard from today? Are you going to work hard? If you are in school, you must work hard. If you are a businessman, you must work hard. If you are a pastor, you must work hard. If you're a center leader, you must work hard. As I'm here, I'm going back home Monday mornings when I'll go home because there's work to do. Some of you think we don't work here. There are meetings. Meetings and calculations and things that are done. 
Yes, to make the church work. I was telling them in the first, you see, if you look at this design, I personally designed it myself. I personally designed this design you are seeing. Yeah, personally, I did it personally. Everything that you see there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some people think that when it's the church, we don't work hard. There's no, there's no work in the church. Yeah. You join the work, you will see. You, you, you'll be tired before we are tired. That's what you discover. Are you here with me? Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, we are in a season where we are going to lead ourselves into prosperity. I said we are going to lead ourselves into prosperity. You are going to become rich. I'm also going to become rich. Hallelujah. When you enter a store, you say, how much is this? Give me one. How much is that? Give me one. That's what I want you to I want, I want to, when, when you enter shop right or game or palace or wherever, when you are buying the things, somebody will tell you that, oh, I dear when uh, saying, I'm saying 3,000, but open my call, I'll you 2,500. So don't worry, it's okay. Just give it to me here, it's okay. Because God has blessed you. And I'm leading you on that line. How many would like this line? Yeah. I like it too. I like it too. Amen. So avoid the leadership style of a child. And I'm going to teach you about that. Amen. So even I've taught you the first one. The first one is that a leader, when you go to a child's room, the room is in a mess. So ask yourself, am I a child? If I'm not a child, then my room, it cannot be the way it is. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? When you come, if, if your room is your country and you are the president of your room, that is your country. Hey, stand in your room and say, hey, Charlie, the leadership style of a child is all around me. No, 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 no. This cannot be. Pa, 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 pa. Aha. I think now a good leader is in this. Clap for yourself. It's a prophetic clap offering. Somebody say, it's happening to me. Somebody say, my life is changing. When you finish your room, how many are going to finish their room today? Are you going to finish your room today? When you finish it, Stand in the room. Will you do what I'm telling you to do? Stand. You, you just, if you like, eh, when you, let me give you an assignment. When you go, your room as it is, take a picture. Then write before. <laughs> Amen. Take a picture of your room. Then you write before. Then tidy the room. Then when you finish, then you put after. Then you see some of you, you know how to put the two pictures together. So before and then after. And then you, here you see the leadership of a child is the before. Then the leadership style of what? A grown-up is the after. How, how many will do this project? And when you finish, then stand in the room, the after. Then clap for yourself. Alone in your room, clap for yourself. Why are you clapping? And I say, I'm leading myself. Look at my room. I have led myself to arrange the room. Is it a good idea? Wow. The last leadership style you must avoid is the leadership style of a woman. Okay, I have one honest woman. <laughs> Amen. Now, let me explain this to you briefly. Women are not bad people. In fact, they are very good people. We all love, we love them. Me, I have a lot of girls that work with me in the office. When they are around, we are all happy. Amen. Ah, isn't Reinhardt happy when you are around? Yes. Okay, beautiful. It is your amen. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, we are happy when you are around. But what you need to understand is that the leadership role, God gave it to the man. Now listen to this. You may be more intelligent than the man. You may be wiser than the man. But God says that the, the, the leadership role is for the man. Do you know there are some men they can take good care of, more better care of babies than women can? There are even some men that can cook better than women, isn't it? But the role to take care of the baby and the role of the kitchen has been given to who? Uh-huh. So you see that it's not an issue of whether you're a bad person or a good person. It is a matter of where God has put the roles. And God has his reasons for putting the roles where he has put them. Amen. Amen. 
So be in your role and let those who have also been given their role be in their role. All right. The, the ladies, are you happy now? Are you okay now? Uh-huh. So the leadership has been given. So if you realize that you are wiser than your leader, then you help, you advise your leader so that because he has to take the decisions. So you use your wisdom to guide the leader so that he can take good decisions because it was not given to you. It was not given to you. That is why a president, there's special presidential advices because the president doesn't know economics, but he needs to take economic decisions. So he needs somebody who is wise in economics to guide him. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, that's why we need advisors. Uh-huh. So the economic advisor cannot say, eh, I'm supposed to be the president. No, it has not been given to you. Your role is to advise the one that is there. Because God didn't give the role of leading the country to you. Amen. It's like you are telling the father to be the mother and the mother to be the father. Can it work? It can't work. Hallelujah. And you even notice... Look around the world. How many uh, women generals, uh, female presidents? There are normally few. There are some. But there are usually few. Because there are exceptions where God calls some women to do some things. But generally, you notice that God puts the men in charge. You understand what I'm saying? So there's no need to fight these things. And you notice that from the scripture we read, God is saying that when a child is in charge or a woman is in charge, there's a problem. And that's the problem we are trying to solve. Ah. Hallelujah. Can we solve it? Look, all of you are going to prosper. I'm telling you. Those of you who are 50 and below in school, you are going to rise above it. You see, if you will listen to this wisdom, Jesus Christ what? The wisdom of God and what? The power of God. Hey, this pastor, the rain is still beating, please. Let's clap for our pastor who has been rain beating. Hey! Hallelujah. How many are going to do the assignment? Amen. Let me close with this one. You see, when you remove your shoe, if you remove your shoe and the atmosphere changes, you have to consider your ways. Are you listening to what? <laughs> Amen. Is our church? Is this not our church? Are we learning? Yeah. Say, I belong to a good church. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Thank you. You see? Say, I belong to a good church. I'm taught good things in my good church. Hey! Yeah. When, when, the, when the atmosphere changes when you remove your shoe, you have to consider your ways. You will discover that maybe I didn't wear socks. So that is why. Or the socks I've been wearing for three days is the same socks and I've not washed it. Or maybe I washed it, it wasn't dry. And then I put it, so that is why the atmosphere is changing. Consider your ways. Lift up your right hand. I will consider my ways. Stand to your feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. You want to pray today, you just want to say, Lord, give me the grace. Give me the grace to lead myself into good things. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, give us the grace May we start by leading ourselves. May we start by leading ourselves. Lord, when we enter our rooms, what do we see? Father, give us the grace to change our environment. Give us the grace to change our environment. Help us. Help us. Help us. Lord, I pray, give us the grace to change our grades. If our grades are only D, E, F, D, E, F, and such grades. Father, Lord, give us the grace that we can move to A, B, and C. A, B, and C. If we are always below 50 marks, give us the grace that we will move above. 
Hallelujah. Lord, we pray today that Lord, if every time we are not qualified for a promotion, we are praying that Lord, from this time going forward, we will be qualified for promotions in the name of Jesus. My God, who be gone? Oh, He will, He will accomplish. Oh, my God, my God, who be gone? Oh, He will, He will He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the Alpha and Omega. The beginning, the beginning, and the Oh, He will, He will accomplish. Anoint me with the anointing for leadership. At least, anoint me so I can lead myself. And anoint me so that I can lead others. Somebody begin to pray. Oh God, help us. Have mercy on us. Masoke banda, brosotabaya. Mekabaya, sotabande, ba, sodabaya. Maya kosoto bonde bae kalaya sata babo kaba. Lord, in the name of Jesus, anoint us so we can lead ourselves. Anoint us so we can lead others. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here today, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you are here like that, I want you to lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. 
If you are here, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you are here like that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we give you glory for today. Father, Lord, we are praying in the name of Jesus that you will help us to lead ourselves. May our lives totally change. And we are praying, O oh God, that we'll be strong financially, strong in character, and strong in all aspects of our lives. We thank you, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And shall we all say, Amen. All right, put your hands together for the Lord. God bless you for listening to this anointed message. It was great having you, and we believe you have been blessed and uplifted by this powerful word. Subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages regularly. God richly bless you.